0: Today I would like to begin with an incident or story which took place before the creation of Adam famous story, famous incident which took place with the shaytan now before the creation of Adam shaytan he was a great abid he was a great worshipper of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala it comes in certain narrations that shaytan he was such a great worshipper that there's no Place that, that, that there was no place in the universe in which Shaitan had not done such upon. Shaitan, he would, he is so great in the remembrance of Allah, that to the extent that Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala allowed him to be among the ranks of the angels, this was the level that Shaitan was on. This was before the creation of Adam alayhi However, one day, Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala, He made an announcement that Inni jailun fil Khalifa, that indeed I will make a representative. On the earth, I will send an individual on the earth who will call the creations towards the commandments of Allah, who will fulfill the commands of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and who will attach themselves and connect themselves to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Now, upon hearing this, shaitan must have thought that this is my opportunity to shine. He must have thought that there's no great worshiper than me. He must have thought that there's no one who remembers Allah the way I do. I'm the greatest worshipper therefore Allah will choose me and I will have the chance to be a leader on this world however Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala when he created Adam alayhi and he blew inside him his spirit Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said li Adam." he told everyone that was present there to do that to Adam now imagine what the shaytan at that point must have been feeling he must have been burning inside that he was thinking all of these days that I will be chosen because there's no one greater than me in worship of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, yet Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala chose someone else. Then, after Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he commanded, Usjudu li Adam, prostrate to Adam, fasajadu, everyone prostrated, illa iblis, except for iblis Aba was takbar, he refused and he was arrogant. Now, upon this, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he asked, amartuk. That what had stopped you from prostrating to Adam when I had commanded you to do so. Now Shaitan he replies, Khalaqtani min wa khalaqtahu min that you have created me from fire and you have created him from soil. I am better than why should I prostrate prostrate and bow down to Adam? I am better than him. Upon this, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala he kicked Shaitan out of paradise. And in the hereafter he will be eternally damned in the fire. Now the reason why I wanted to mention this story is because of a specific trait, a specific characteristic that Shaitan possessed, that despite him being even greater than the angels at that time, despite him being the greatest worshiper at that time, because of one characteristic that he possessed, all of that worship and remembrance that he had done went to nothing, became invalid, became zero. And what was that characteristic that he possessed? It was arrogance. He possessed the characteristic of arrogance. The Prophet ﷺ, he mentions in a hadith That that individual who possesses arrogance, even the size of an atom, even the size of a dust particle, that individual not into paradise. So someone who was present, they asked, O oh, Prophet of Allah, you know sometimes a person likes to wear nice clothes Sometimes a person likes to wear nice shoes. Is this arrogance? Also, the Prophet replied, "In Allah jamil yuhibbul That indeed Allah is beautiful. He loves beauty. Meaning, this is not arrogance. The mere wearing of nice clothes and nice shoes. This is not arrogance. In fact, in another narration, in Tirmidhi, the, the Prophet he says, "That In Allah ayara, athra That indeed Allah subhanahu wa taala he likes to see the effects, the signs of his blessings on his servant. So this is not arrogance. The mere wearing of nice clothes. This is not arrogance. However, the Prophet Wasallam, thereafter he defines what arrogance is. He defines what pride is. He says, "Al kibr, al-Haqq wa nas." The arrogance. He mentions two aspects. The first aspect he mentions is al-Haqq, to reject the truth. When the truth is brought before you, when the truth is presented in front of you, to reject the truth, this is arrogance. Now this comes in many, many forms. I'll give you one example that happens on a daily basis. That certain individuals with sincere intention at the right place at the right time, with the right words, they'll go to other individual, other brothers and sisters, and advise them sincerely that, brother, it's better for you to pray a salah, a sister, it is better for you to pray a salah, it is better for you to, for example, not listen to music, and so on and so forth. Now, the reaction of these individuals is immediately that stop being a haram police. Let us have our fun. Don't judge me, who are you to judge? This is the immediate reaction that these people give. Now, yes, the person given that advice, they need to choose their words wisely, choose the right place at the right time, and give da'wah and give this message and give them this advice in the right, in the right manner, with wisdom, of course. But the person who is on the receiving end, the person who is receiving this advice, how should they react? If a person, is giving you advice, As if a person is giving you some sort of guidance, then you should accept. For you to turn your face away, and for you to reject it and not accept it, this is arrogance, this is Batur al this is rejecting the truth. Yes, it is a very bitter pill to take. Being criticized, <coughs> being told that you have this problem with you, being told that you should do this and you shouldn't do this, is a very bitter pill to take. But it is a very important one if you want to develop and if you want to become better people. If you want to improve as human beings in our character, in our deen, it is a very important thing to do. To accept criticism from other people, to accept other people's advice. Until we do not do that, we cannot improve as human beings in our character and our deen. So, the second aspect that the Prophet, alayhi he mentions, after al Haq, the rejecting of the truth, is Nas, to look down on other people to belittle other people, to ridicule other people because of you feeling superior in a certain character that you have, in a certain quality that you have. Or maybe the other person has a certain, that quality, but you're, you feel like that you're better than that person in that quality. This is الناس, to look down on people. Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala says, للناس, that do not turn your cheek away in arrogance before the people. Do not look down on other people, just because they don't have what you have, do not look down upon them. Allah says, Do not turn your cheek away out of arrogance before the people. Then after Allah says, And do not walk on this earth in arrogance. Do not walk on the land, do not walk with arrogance. You know, mashallah, nowadays, not even nowadays, it's been a long time. Some brothers, they'll walk with the shoulders, swinging side to side arms side to side trying to show that they're powerful and strong but the reality of the matter is you don't look powerful and strong you look like you still need practicing how to walk you know you look like you're about to fall over this is not strength this is not power brothers Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says do not walk with arrogance do not walk on this earth with arrogant indeed Allah does not like anyone who is arrogant anyone who boasts anyone who thinks of themselves as something thereafter Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says that be moderate in the way you walk be modest in the way you walk and then and lower your voice and do not raise your voice unnecessarily you know certain individuals maybe in the masjid or maybe in other places where it should be quiet they'll raise their voice they'll be speaking to the person next to them but they'll be raising their voice and shouting just so they can show the people around that I'm here I'm present to establish their presence this is Unnecessarily raising your voice out of arrogance and pride just because you want to show people that you're here, this is wrong. Allah says, the min That lower your voice, and those people who raise their voice out of arrogance and unnecessarily, Allah subhanahu wa taala then compares their voice with the braying of a donkey. Allah says, Inna ankar al hamir. Indeed, the most ugliest of voices, ugliest of sounds, is a sound is the braying of a donkey. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has compared to that person who has raised their voice unnecessarily out of arrogance when there's no need to the bring of a donkey. Arrogance is such a thing, pride is such a thing that can only be attributed to that being who is perfect, who is complete in their being and in all of their attributes and in whom there is no possibility of imperfection. Only that being can possess this quality, only that being has the right to this quality of pride, takabbur and that being is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. No other being other than Allah possesses this definition, falls under this definition. Only Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has a right to be proud and has a right to the qabbu. Now nowadays people are becoming arrogant and people are becoming proud as as though they are trying to compete with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in this quality which is solely deserved by him. It's as if they are trying to compete with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This is what the reality is. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says inna Allah la yuhibbu la yuhibbu al-mustakbirin that Allah does not like these people who are arrogant it's mentioned in hadith qudsi the prophet sallallahu alaihi wa sallam mentions that Allah says rida'i wal'admatu izari, that pride is my outer garment and honor and greatness is my lower garment Whoever tries to snatch any one of them away, whoever tries to pull any one of them, then I will throw them in the fire and I will not even care. That person who is trying to compete with Allah in this quality which is solely deserving by Him, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says He will throw them in the fire and will not even care. It comes in another narration that La that, that individual will not be looked at on the day of judgment by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala who has been arrogant with Allah, who has tugged on the lower garment of Allah out of arrogance meaning that individual who was arrogant in this world Allah will not look at that person with the eyes of mercy in the hereafter so there are two main evil effects that arrogance has on an individual one in this world and one in the hereafter the evil effect that it has upon a person on this world is that it stops a person from (coughs) accepting that they have a fault in them a hakeem says that pride arrogance and self-admiration is a stupidity through which one conceals their faults when a person is arrogant and proud they are unable to see what faults they have in them they're unable to see their weaknesses and if a person is unable to see and unable to accept their weaknesses then how are they going to improve so this is one of the evil effects that arrogance has. The arrogance stops a person from improving as a human being in their character and in their deen. This is why many mashayikh they say that until a person doesn't get rid of arrogance from their heart, they cannot improve, they cannot strengthen their connection with Allah. And the evil effect that arrogance has in the hereafter and the evil impact that it will have in the hereafter that that person will not enter paradise. As the Prophet Sallallahu mentions, it's mentioned in a Muslim, that, that a person who has arrogance even the size of an atom even the slightest bit they will not enter paradise <laughs> that allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will not look at that with the eyes of mercy on the day of judgment towards that individual as well so this is the evil effects that arrogance has in this world and this is the evil effects that arrogance has in the hereafter may allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives all the ability give me first and foremost the ability to act upon what's being said May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us all the ability to act when what has been said and give us all the ability to cleanse our hearts from this evil disease and make us humble and may Allah elevate our statuses comes in another narration before I finish that mm-hmm. that, man Allah Allah, wa man Allah. that that person who is humble for the sake of Allah Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will elevate that person's status and that person who was arrogant Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will lower their status in one more narration the Prophet sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam mentions إِنَّ اللَّهَ لَا إِلَىٰ amwalikum وَأَمْوَالِكُمْ وَلَكِنْ إِلَىٰ قُلُوبِكُمْ وَأَعْمَالِكُمْ That indeed Allah does not look at your appearances nor does He look at your wealth. Many people they are arrogant about how they look, about what they wear, about what they have, the cars and properties that they have. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, this is nothing in the eyes of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. If having wealth that you're boasting over, that I have this business, I, I make 500,000 a year, I have this business, I'm earning this, and I have this car, you know, 50,000 pound car 500,000 pound house and you're boasting over the wealth that you have my brothers remember if wealth was anything important to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala if wealth was anything important to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala then when the Prophet was offered by Allah that Mount Uhud will be changed and turned into gold for him the Prophet would not have refused the reason why the Prophet refused this offer was because wealth is nothing in the eyes of Allah if wealth was something in the eyes of Allah then these people who are the most filthiest creatures on this planet, why do they have wealth? If wealth was something in the eyes of Allah, these filthy creatures who are sitting in their mansions and high, high, high homes oppressing the Muslim ummah, if wealth was something in the eyes of Allah, Allah would have deprived these filthy individuals from, from this wealth. But wealth is nothing in the eyes of Allah. Your appearance is nothing in the eyes of Allah. What is in the eyes of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, in Allah, la yandur ila suwarikum wa amwalikum, wa lakin ila qulubikum wa amalikum. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala looks at your hearts, looks at how clean your heart is, looks at how strong your connection with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is. And he also looks at how sincere your actions are, how well you're performing your actions. When a person says Allahu Akbar during their salah, is their mind here and there in their business, in their family, or is their minds only connected with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? This is what Allah looks at, how sincere and how well you're establishing his commands. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us all the ability to act upon what's being said.